What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Gravity the Beast. Welcome back to the Big Cap. No bullshit. Just conversations about passions, philosophies, and perspective. Got another interesting episode for you. I got some homies. Let me go ahead and introduce yourself. It's your man, Sean. What's good? I'm Aaron, the Inspired Viking. Right, right. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. And it's a topic that is still very controversial. You got a lot of people that feel a bunch of different ways about it. You got new laws being passed and people are trying to find ways to fight for their rights. So we're going to talk about gun control today or just guns in general, mm-hmm. uh, how most people feel about it, uh, whether or not certain things should be required for it or if we should just do it. Well, what is it? The Constitution or whatever, the yeah. whatever, like or should we just follow it like the right to bear arms, like period. Right. So I want to start with you. Um, If you could like give a little bit of your background, because you, you have training when it comes to it. Extensive. And we, we could get into your perspective and then we could go around and see how we feel about it. All right. Well. So, my name's Aaron. I was uh, an infantry paratrooper in the 82nd. Uh-huh. Oh, there we go, there we go, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, I've got in-depth knowledge on theory for firearms, like theory on combat, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Uh, I got hurt, so I never actually got to put any of it in practice. Right, right. But um, I definitely got to delve into the politics of firearms in mm-hmm. general not just politics between nations but like i got the first look or i guess second look perspective of what happens to a populace that doesn't have guns universally mm-hmm. uh the taliban will they, they'd go into towns and slaughter people and you might have like that one dude that's got a hunting rifle to get to kill the goats every now and then and mm-hmm. he can't do anything against it and those like most suicide bombings were farmers that had their wife and child chained up and told you go kill yourself and we let them live. Mm -hmm. And then when that dude goes over and tries to blow up a bunch of Americans, they go to the wife and say, all right, you go blow yourself up and we let your kid live. Mm -hmm. And then they hand, after that happens, they hand the kid a backpack and say, that guy has candy. He'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. And that kid walks over there. Boop. Yeah. Like, um, I can't remember which founding father said it, but, with guns in the hands of the people, there will be tragedies. And we see that today. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mass shootings at schools. There's there's people murdering their cousins in the street. There are just gunfights in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But the rest of that quote goes, without them, there will be genocide. Mm-hmm. And we see that in today's world. Hong Kong was getting slaughtered in the streets by China. The Iraq and... Iran and all the people affected by like ISIS. Mm-hmm. ISIS is on their bullshit again. They've taken over entire towns. It's not right. all over the news, but it, they've been taking over entire towns, slaughtering people. I had a buddy that cleared out Mosul, and the things they are doing to people is just so disgusting. Mm. And those people have no way to defend themselves. The um, uh, Venezuelan people gave up their rights to guns, and I think. 2014-ish, mm-hmm. 2012, and they are slaughtered in the streets and incredibly poor. You send They send one person here to America to work, and that will feed a family of like 12 mm. off of half of a paycheck because of yeah. how utterly poor they all are. And it's not that there isn't any food. It's that the government doesn't care about the people. They are subjects. They aren't people anymore. Like, once you give up your right, your ability 
to defend yourself from it, you're fucked. So that's see, and, and it's really interesting because I feel like, especially in America, right? We we don't really acknowledge our privilege as much as we should, and how much we're protected, and the fact that we have the rights to bear arms, but. Most of the time, people live their everyday lives, and I would say, like, your average person may not get robbed, get mugged, mm-hmm. but then they look on TV and they see a mass shooting, and they're like, we need to put a control on guns, but then they're not thinking about just life in general. I mean, at all points in time, you should have a means to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You should have the ability to own whatever you need to own. I mean, because in some places, you can't even have a knife. Like, let Mm -hmm. alone a gun. So as far as just being able to exercise that option, it should always be there. And we can look at the results of being in different countries where it isn't the same. Now, there are always certain outliers, so to speak, right? Like, you might hear about people talking about certain countries in Europe where they rarely have guns and, like, the things are, uh, the, the rate of gun violence is down, but then they don't look at other aspects of how it works, and a lot of the time, there's a misconception. I, I can't speak on any particular country just in passing based on. Uh, okay. Japan, private, uh, privatized gun ownership is near nothing. Mm. It has been since, I think, before World War II. Mm. Like, absolutely. Like, it, the most experience you have is a very highly regulated private gun range where they lock up all the guns and all the ammunition. And generally speaking, you're still only shooting air rifles, mm. which wow. could kill maybe a rabbit and embed a pellet in your skin a little bit. But Damn. generally speaking, they don't have that stuff. Yet, here's the Yakuza with machine guns mm-hmm. in the streets mowing people down from time to time. It doesn't happen often. But the fact that it happens at all shows that. If you don't have a gun, someone that does owns you. Yeah. Like, you are entirely at their mercy. Like, I have plenty of weapons. And every single one of my neighbors that don't have guns, if I got it in my head that I wanted to go take their stuff, there ain't a damn thing they could do to stop me. That's fact. There isn't. Now, That's gun fact. owning a gun doesn't mean you're 100% going to survive, but I right. mean, a 50-50 shot is better than zero. Yeah. And Honestly, I would say it's... It's more than 50-50 depending on the circumstances. Cause, well, yeah. yeah. And defend, the defender has the advantage at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, offensive, you, you have the advantage during an ambush, but immediately after that ambush, whoever is, yeah. like, there, there's, a, there's like a, a window that depends on how long the defender has to get ready, but the defender then has advantage at all times at that if they're still alive and capable of fighting. Right, right. So, yeah. So, Sean, what what are your thoughts on guns in general and, like, how people perceive certain things? I look at it from the standpoint of... The standpoint of where... Of environment. Where where are you from? Right. So, so I'm from Philly. Mm -hmm. So, it was certain points that, like, like, where where do these niggas get guns from? Right. And and as as a child, you're like, Why? Like why is there? Why do I go to sleep hearing gunshots? Why can't I go down this block at certain point? Why is it? Why is that? Certain people only see the negative side of it, like the, like you say on the news and stuff. Mm-hmm. But growing up, getting older, you look at it from a standpoint of the like the police don't come around this neighborhood and protect us with their guns. Or nine times out of ten, it's getting pointed at us for doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But of course, you break break the law, cool, yeah, get sent to jail, whatever. But now we're seeing, instead of the tasers getting pulled out, instead of being entertained, you see the gun come out first. Can you speak up just a little bit? And 
And also, like, the way I look at it is, am I going to own a gun at some point? Of course I am, yes. Because at the end of the day, if somebody would break into my crib, I would want the upper hand to stop you from harming my, my family. Like, right. fuck all that. You're not about to come here and just do whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, when I hear people say any stricter laws and all shit like that, every time you need to put a law on something, it's undercutting something, somebody, something or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's not making it fair for everybody to have a gun. Mm-hmm. Like if one person, I feel I would never, I don't understand if you think you you're good enough to hold on a gun, everybody else should. You should be everybody should be able to defend themselves as equally as the next man. Right. Despite yeah. if you do this, done that, done whatever. If you like, if you want to do it, go clear paperwork and all that. Cool, whatever. But everybody should have that fair share to register to own a gun. That's my opinion. Right. And that's really like besides any other innocent house when people will try to give excuses to why certain people can't hold a gun or whatever. I'm, I get that. Mm-hmm. Maybe if that person is a felony, can they walk around with the gun and all that? Like present it on their waist and shit. That that would be up to whatever laws you want to do. But if they can have it at the crib, of course. Like honestly, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to disagree you, with yeah. that entirely <clears throat> on the if they're a felon. Um, people make mistakes. Yeah, for that. And our court system's not perfect. Of course, it's not. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I'm, I'm speaking on like like all right. If that's why I said the ins and outs and excuses, yeah. and circumstances. I use that as an example for not because that's how I feel and that's how I think about it. Look at it. I'm saying as as somebody that's in the suit in the courtroom, all that they're going to try to break it down to that BS. Mm-hmm. Like when people that get booked for something and they bring up their priors, it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. In their eyes, it 100 percent does. Yeah. But in in my eyes, I'm like. All right, this man is done a robbery. He did this and that and the third. You you catch him with a couple well, parking tickets. You trying to throw him back in jail for what? Or something? They did yeah. something big back then. Do something minute now. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. So it's like yeah. you're take like you're basically not letting somebody live. And if taking away my way of defense is not, I can't really fully comfortably live. That's what and I'm and it's not even just that. My buddy, um, we just had this conversation last night. He tried to go. He had to sell all his guns uh, a few months ago for money because of COVID, mm-hmm. and he had nothing else he could sell that was worth anything. And he didn't want to do it, but he had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I met him sooner because I would have just given him a loan myself. That right. dude definitely stood by me on enough to where that would have been worth it. But right now he's trying to get new ones because he's back in a financial position where he can not only afford to buy them, but like just he's comfortable again and he can't because in i think i think he said 2012 um he went for mental health help like mm. he had like a manic episode or something because of yeah. all the different medications they had him on wasn't even suicidal wasn't threatening to hurt anyone but they put him on the list of like this person's a mental health risk yeah. he can't have guns dude's totally fucking fine dude's got no issues with him he he had he was in the military mm. but that's that's Yet another way that they try and take our rights away and our mm-hmm. guns away. When they say, um, like, well, this person oh, you has... Table, oh, my bad, my bad. When they have the... Uh, people make the argument of, like, well, this person used to be an abuser in relationships. Like, well, one, coming from somebody that was in a very abusive relationship, I know for a fact that the first time the police were ever called to my residence because my wife was beating me... Um, I was put in handcuffs. And if it wasn't for the fact that my roommate had recorded it on video and audio, I would have been taken away and charged with assault 
despite having lots of bruises, cuts, and she had nothing, mm. I would have been charged with that's, that, and I would have been barred forever from purchasing firearms. Mm. So I'm not saying all the people out there that are accused of domestic violence didn't do it, mm. but one, the system is drastically abused to right. the advantage of certain people. I don't want to get into that political conversation <laughs> yet. But you also have people make mistakes. People change. People can grow. The whole point of prison is supposed to rehabilitate people, whether right. it is just holding them for a certain period of time until they can calm down or they get through whatever their situation is, or extensive amounts of therapy in a safe environment, which we're not doing. It is basically animals in a cage, and we encourage that because it's worth more money. Mm-hmm. But if a person is safe enough to be on the street, they are still a human. They mm-hmm. deserve the right to vote because their vote matters. They deserve the right to have a firearm because they are still deserving of protecting themselves because other people might still try and attack them. Um, a lot of people are like, well, even like pedophiles, because some people know that's a very sore subject for me. I, I, yeah. And my response always is, I mean, if there's video evidence and this child has like obvious harm to him just shoot him in the face already in the first place they should just handle it yeah i feel you you. like feet first wood chipper that's due process Mm -hmm. okay it's slow but it's quick (laughs) it's due process and then you just use the remains as fertilizer to make a flower garden okay like Mm -hmm. it's beautiful but um if a person's on the street they have the right to defend themselves yeah. And a lot of judges, like, if somebody's a felon, they had a gun illegally, and they defend themselves from someone else, a judge will, like, charge them for having the weapon, but throw away any, like, you just killed this guy that broke into your house, they'll throw that away, which is a really good thing, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, honestly, like, it, the, the Constitution doesn't say anything about barrel length or number of mag- I mean, rounds right. in your magazine right. or how many rounds per minute or any of that. It doesn't even say gun. It says arms and shall not be infringed. Right. If I want to go out and purchase a tank and I've have I robbed four banks in the past, I should be allowed to go out and purchase a tank. It's none of the government's business. The government should just assume everyone's armed because they're not there to control us. They are there to protect our rights. That is their whole purpose and right. we keep voting in laws that yeah. Don't do See, that. <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm with you there, but I feel like and, and to be honest, like I said, like my views have changed a lot over the years, right? Because when I was when I was younger, mm. I kind of looked at it as why do we need guns? And that but it's coming from a place of looking at a lot of the gun violence, right? Mm-hmm. Not really thinking about it from a personal perspective or from like j- just a individual perspective of trying to protect yourself your family your circle whatever right and as i've gotten older i've seen like okay it's not that simple you know what i mean like you might look at tv and all you ever think about with guns is just killing people or maybe you see somebody trying to protect themselves but then you see the death and and that's all you focus on to the point where you grow up and you just think gun violence gun death I don't want it. It's dangerous. Like, you know how they say, like, guns don't kill people. People kill people. 100%. Now, the thing like, about ah, it is when you, when you when you grow up, well, uh, at least I'll speak from my perspective, right? Go for it. I, I feel like from a certain extent, you might grow up really thinking that guns kill people. Like, you understand it takes a person to pull the trigger, but you might look at a gun and just be scared because it's a gun. 
and it, it wasn't until I got older, and especially out here, because like I'm, I'm originally from New York, right? I did not have experience with guns. I was like younger. I didn't get into the streets. I didn't do none of that. So I had no experience with guns personally. The only guns that I saw when I was coming up was from cops. You know, I'll see the uh, the cops with the guns on their hips and all that stuff. But then when I came out to Delaware, I remember in eighth grade, my homie had a shotgun. He went home. He went. I mean, I never saw it, but I knew he had a shotgun because he would go hunting with his grandfather or whatever. And I, I forget the exact laws. Like you can't buy it, but you could be gifted with one. Or yeah, some, sixteen. Like that. Your parents can right. purchase it on your behalf. Right, but he he wasn't sixteen, but well, he, I, he he had I a. I think it's. I'm not. I might be yeah. wrong. But but the whole but the whole point being right, he had experience with guns at the same age. I was where I had never seen a gun outside of it being on a cop's hip, right? And then you only know media, movies, so on and so forth, but then you get a little bit older, and then now people in your own age range can actually go to the store and purchase firearms. So it was a little bit weird for me. Like, I, I hop in my homie's car, we're just, like, going to chill, we're going to a party, whatever, and then he got his gun on the dash, and he's like, yeah, like, out here, you could you could open carry, whatever, you just gotta keep it in open sight, all, all these different type of things. Uh, you go to Walmart, and you see a guy shopping with his kids, and he got his gun on his hip, and it's like, well, damn, what what you think about to pop I, off? I drive but, around with my rifle on my dashboard all the fucking time. Because you can. Because you can. I, and I can. It's, I it's it. nothing to go against that because, it, one, it's your legal right. Mm-hmm. You have the right to protect yourself. You have the right to buy any weapon that you, well, it should be you have the right to buy any weapon. Which, like you were saying before, like we I start discussing barrel length and all that bullshit. Yep. And they want to get into the, 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 the minute things that make people uncomfortable but then i had mentioned to you earlier how i had the situation where a homie had a gun he brought it in my room and he was showing it to another homie of mine and a shot had accidentally went they, off, yeah right? it hit a negligent discharge is the term right ne- neg- where did that go by the way uh it went through a dresser i honestly thought okay it, it would um like go through the wall and shit but no. literally it went through the dresser and then the bullet was just on the ground i was just like oh shit they okay. don't penetrate as much as most people think they do yeah and, and, that, also, and that's another misconception rifles are safer than pistols really? in every metric mm. every single metric possible rifles are safer than pistols especially in the home because they mm. don't penetrate through walls as well okay well hold on all right so let me finish this point real quick though so within that, you, you, I, or at least me personally, I'm, I'm growing up, I'm seeing, well, okay, this is how you could be responsible with guns. I, I experience a scare where, damn, what the fuck? Like, ah, like it's, it's loud as shit and like all, all these different things. And, but I had no experience with it outside of that in particularly. So you get a little bit older and now you see people that have guns and they take the gun safety courses or Maybe um I, I forget the exact term like a, a tactical gun course like like there's a million and one different yeah, names they give yeah, those yeah, things yeah it, it could be whatever but when you realize that a a gun is just a tool it is it's just a tool and how you use that tool depends on you your upbringing your purpose your desires to use that tool and what you want to use it for it's not what most people think it is it's not what most people fear I feel like if more people grew up understanding the purpose of a gun more people would want to have guns whether you use it or not most people would want to have guns like you you might grow up like me i didn't necessarily have my father when i was a child but i would see 
other people, they, they might learn how to box from their dad. You know, they might be young and they learn how to, they'll be like, yeah, put your dukes up and stuff like that, right? We see that and to some extent, we don't feel no way about it. We're just like, yeah, father uh, teaching his son how to defend themselves. But at the same time, what about like, oh, we, well, people up north, I would say more so because of the stricter gun laws. You might look at the father who gives his son a, a little 22 or whatever as a 12, 13 year old and takes him out into the field. They go hunt some small, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. We, well, let me not even say we because I feel differently now, but I would feel most people who grow up in a more strict gun area, you know, would look at that and be like, you gave your child a gun? But then what if that person with the gun is like, yo, you taught your child how to box? You you taught your child how to be... Fi-. Like, it, it's just a it's, tool. It's a skill. It's it's necessary. Being you know? being peaceful doesn't mean you're not capable of violence. Right. Being peaceful means you don't actively go out to harm other people. Right. If you are not capable of violence, you are harmless. Yeah, which, I was about to say, it's the difference between peaceful and harmless. It's the difference between a sheep and a horse. A sheep is going to sit there and take it. You like uh, they talk about slaughterhouses. A uh, sheep will line up. You cut their throat, and they very quietly walk out into the field and wait to die. Or Damn, never um, heard that before. That's wild. Uh, thorn bushes. They they evolve. They're they're essentially carniv- carnivorous plants. They catch sheep by attaching to their wool, and the more it struggles, the closer it gets to the middle of the the bush. You said what bush? What, what? thorn bushes? You said like they're, thicker they're, bushes they're in like in the woods. Carnivorous. Yeah, so they they attach God, onto damn. animals, and then that animal will die and decompose right there, and give that plant a lot of nutrients. Wow! Like okay. a lot of people don't know that. That's why they don't really need leaves because mm. <laughs> they God, do that damn. shit. Um, but like it's the difference between a sheep and a horse. Whereas a sheep is going to sit there and take whatever you do to it, more or less. It might struggle a little bit. A horse is going to cave in your chest. Oh yeah. It's not gonna (laughs) stomp you out. Yeah, and they're not carnivorous. Like they're not gonna come after you and actively seek you out to harm you. I mean, you got a crazy horse every now and then, but like they're capable of utterly just wrecking your shit Mm -hmm. if you fuck with them. Right. Like they're not easy prey, Mm -hmm. and that's the difference between having a gun and not having a gun, yet still remaining a peaceful person. Is Mm. if somebody kicks in my front door. I'm putting multiple shots through the wall because of how I have my house set up and all right. the cameras and shit. I know where you are and you're going to probably fucking die. Right. And if I die, I'm going to be sleeping in some warm brass until I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like very warm brass. But if I kick in one of these gun control people's doors, I now have <laughs> every single thing in their yeah. house. Be like, Oh, well I'll just, I'll just hit you with a golf club. Yeah. Good luck with that. buddy. Right. Yeah. Good luck with baseball. That. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, at all. And um, really funny, we had uh, one of the primary gun control politicians in this state. I don't remember his fucking name, but he went to Cabela's to go buy a handgun wow. <laughs> at like the start of the coronavirus. Because everybody was, do- it was it was a whole oh. thing. Everybody, like, I-, I wonder how many people blew their whole stimulus check, multiple stimulus checks on firearms simply because of the... The fear mongering that was going oh, on. I didn't blow yeah. it. I invested it. All right, yeah, better term. <laughs> but no, so many people did blow it because they don't know what the fuck they're buying. Right. And I, I put out online on several Facebook groups like across the country. I'm like, hey, 
Like I know what I'm doing. I know what like yeah. I don't know your local laws, but I know how firearms work and I will teach you anything you need to know for free. I had people in California calling me in the middle of the night. Right. I had people in Wisconsin, I had people in Ohio, I had some people that were like in fucking Canada asking me questions on what the hell they're supposed to do because they have no fucking clue. They've only seen movies. They're like, Well, what about a silencer? Like, wouldn't that make my gun really quiet and I don't have to worry about the, like the knowing where I am? Dude, a silencer it's sounds like, like yeah, somebody right. slapped a medical textbook against the wall as hard as they fucking can. Aren't silencers a myth? Like, it ain't it really just suppressors and it's still loud as shit? That, that's what I heard. I, I don't know. You don't need hearing protection to use a silencer. They are... Like, there's arguments on, like, whether it's called a silencer or just a suppressor. Suppressor is a more accurate term, but silencer was on the original pat, uh, okay. patent. Okay. Uh, essentially what you're doing though is capturing about 90% of the gas that is coming out of the end of your gun and making it stop and cool off before leaving the barrel. And that stops most of the yeah. sound as well. Right, right, right. Um, there's a bunch of different forms of silencers. I have a loudenser on my shit. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want the boom. I got, <laughs> not only is the wall next to me going to catch on fire, but I'm going to be deaf. Damn. They're going to be deaf. The neighbors are going to know I'm shooting at something. Like... <laughs> And because I have that loudenser on there, it's called the SJC Titan. Uh, it costs a hundred fucking dollars to get. My gun shoots like a BB gun. I had a mm. child shooting it the other day. The girl was four years old, <laughs> and I put her in my lap. I kind of held it, and she went, "Bam! Oh, that's fun!" <laughs> <laughs> it be but, like um, that, man. Yeah, no, uh, silencers aren't a myth. It's just. It's not the movie magic bullshit you think it is. Right. They are uh, the only the closest would be if you have a an integrated suppressor on a twenty two, mm-hmm. which yeah, that probably if you yeah, s- you don't need ear pro to use a twenty two in the first place. Uh-huh. So I would say it, it makes bigger guns sound a little louder than a twenty two if you've ever been shot a twenty two. Yeah, um, twenty two long, not twenty two short. Uh, I would say comparable probably a little louder than that and then it also depends on what kind of ammo you're using like 556 doesn't normally come in subsonic ammunition and if you're shooting sonic ammunition out of a gun with a silencer I have no idea what you just five, how fast five, the bullet six, sorry <laughs> okay the <laughs> the common the common round for the ar-15 is okay. 223 or 556 which is the military version Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just how much pressure is behind that bullet. Okay. Generally, uh, five five six moves a little faster. Generally, they use uh, a little heavier on the bullets, mm. but it's sonic ammunition, which means it goes faster than the sound barrier. So that mm. when you shoot some at that somebody, go boom. it goes by you, and you hear <laughs> the. Go boom, it's like boom. someone snapping a whip. Yeah. It really is. It's it's a beautiful sound, but that. That makes noise no matter what you do. You yeah. can put a silencer on there, but you're still going to hear yeah. that crack. You break the sound barrier. This ain't shit you could do to suppress yeah. that. Yeah, so like that shit is wild. there's a, a cartridge that came out not too long ago called 300 Blackout, which essentially what they're doing is taking what the AK-47 shoots, which is a 7.62 mm-hmm. bullet, and shoving it in a 5.56 cartridge for the AR, and then making a barrel that's just that's supposed to be shooting the... 7.62, but then not putting a lot of pressure behind it. So you have a very heavy projectile in a tiny cartridge mm. moving kind of relatively slowly. I mean, it's going to fucking wreck your shit, but it's yeah. moving relatively slowly. So it's designed for suppressors and mm. suppressed fire. 
because it does it moves subsonic but that's like the only purpose for it i think it's like i mean if you're gonna go boar hunting and you don't feel like wearing your protection that's kind yeah. of all you're using it for and it's expensive as fuck for no reason but yeah. i feel yeah what's your thoughts on all this sean I was listening. I was like, "This nigga is saying numbers." I'm like, I "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> you know what See, I'm saying? But no, I was just, but it, I was just laughing on his side because, like I said, I took, before we even started mm-hmm. to buy, I was watching a couple of little, you know, gun range things. So I know, like this much. Like, yeah, I literally just started. Let, let me throw out some suggestions real quick. One, you you mentioned Demolition Ranch. Mm-hmm. All right, Demolition Ranch is wonderful. He makes silly videos. Mm-hmm. There's FPS Russia. Dudes in fucking federal prison now, but God, uh, yeah, no, they got him mm-hmm. on. But uh, he makes <laughs> yeah for real. Oh, he's prison, he's he's damn. he's in he's he's locked up right now, but he uh he makes some wonder wonderful funny videos as well. I thought about another one. It was okay. like they they like it's like I don't know if it's ex military or they just military, but they like do aerosol games, like they okay. Like I mean, they have the right. It's not about. I know it's about the guns, but it's just it's, it looks fun as hell. That's something else. That a looks lot of tough. people, a lot of like, people make fun like, of aerosol. Like I think they shoot like. Little ping pong, like you know, like beer. I've played, you know, beer I played airsoft. Yeah, like it, 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 like that's what it looks like. It don't, it's mm-hmm. it'll hurt if you don't have no, yeah. like pads and stuff. You don't, don't even hurt. But it doesn't, hand. like, but no, but it was getting shot like in the balls and stuff. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's the, but um, some serious channels to watch. Demolition Ranch is funny and all, and they do. He does a little bit of like the weirder testing on yeah, things. Touching the table. Oh, shit, sorry. No, you good. Uh, like... I had to say what this, this, how bulletproof this and that is and stuff Yeah, like he also does things like, I just, I took the barrel and bent it so it was facing backwards and then shot it to see what would happen. And a bullet will travel through a barrel, turn, and come back. So that, Damn. that photo of the revolver that ro- that's going around the internet where it's like the barrel comes back and shoots you, like that the would work. Fuck? You could kill yourself very easily with that. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> he was doing another thing where some shit like he that. took that's um, wild. he took yeah. Uh, actually, that's been used before. Like in I think World War Two, they had barrels that would go up and then bend mm. so that you could sit in a trench and stick the barrel over the edge and just start yeah, shooting. Yeah. And they had oh, a little wow. mirror on top of it so you could see where wow. you're shooting at. But that's um, different. the uh, he also did some testing on like he took uh, copper piping and did like a real big loop with it and mm. shot into the copper pipe and goes right through and out the other end and smashes through a window or whatever it hit. Wow. Like it, it maintains some velocity. He had one that he made like a really long one too and it like mm. stopped in the loop and he had to cut it open to get it. It's hilarious. Bro, but um, physics is a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it's it's a beautiful thing. And real the shit. deeper you get into guns, like I'm trying to get into long range shooting, like mm. shooting like two three miles away. Mm. kind of deal hitting like a, that world record type shit yeah like i really right. want to get into that stuff but i need a bigger gun first but um yeah. like if you get into the the physics of ballistics like it is a lot of fun actually i'm down to learn more but hold up, but hold up. before we continue no oh, yeah. you got your twitch and everything promote that real quick. oh so yeah, yeah uh so i do twitch uh i'm just the deathless that's just really all it is i play some stupid video games Word. I played uh I play like those little known puzzle games from time to time just I really enjoy them and when Chivalry comes out I'm gonna I'm gonna play the fuck out of that mm. which is uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet it's a uh, sword fighting no I haven't someone yeah. described it as a Velociraptor simulator mm. like there's just two teams of Velociraptors all just, just cutting the shit out of each other you have a bunch of special moves and you could like yeah. parry and dance but it's really just smash R two and hope you kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> in the <laughs> massive brawl that is this game mm. it's beautiful where do you got like um 
Instagram or like YouTube no, or anything? No, I don't, I don't do it. I'm go- I am in the process of setting up a gun education YouTube. Okay. I don't know how long it'll last. I already have a name picked out, but I haven't made it yet, so I'm not going to promote it I just because well, I want someone else to steal it. No, nah, yeah, you good. Yeah, don't even say Whenever you get it set up, just come back on. You can promote that Oh, uh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, we, we could do that. But I'm going to put these, the, hmm? if you don't mind, no, I also yeah, want to put ahead. this video on there. Yeah, no, you're fine. You Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Like whenever you get it set up, just let me know, and we'll do. I, I could just send you everything, and then you can post it on your mm-hmm. shit too. But um, moving forward, right? I want to talk about AR-15s. Wait, huh, what? I didn't give the rest of YouTube videos. Um, Brandon Hara, uh, he's also known as the AK guy. He also hangs out with the dude from Demolition Ranch, and there's there's like a group of people that are, of YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um, that do this stuff. I'm gonna name most of them, but some others as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Hara, he does like gun meme reviews. He does some videos on physics and stuff as well. Uh, he's currently making a 50 caliber AK, which is God beautiful damn, sounding. Fuck, I know, bro? right? Shit, um, you gotta uh, be husky to hold that. Oh goodness, it's gonna be beautiful. But uh, there is. Angry Cop and Donut Operator, they do a lot of police videos and breakdowns and stuff. So, like, whenever the news comes out with a, oh, this cop did this thing, and everyone say, no, he's racist, this has happened, that happened. They go out there and say, all right, I'm not going to give you an opinion on whether or not what he did was right or not. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they give their opinions. They're ex-police, ex-military, ex-whatever. But they do a very good, thorough job of being upfront and honest and showing you the things that the media manipulates you and like to try and dispel the things the media manipulates you into believing. Mm-hmm. Like the um, the the recent time where uh, the girl was about to stab another girl and a police officer shot her, mm-hmm. like broke those videos down. They did. Uh, I got. I got to. You talking about the thing that happened right as they um had the court case. For yeah. The yeah. I, I heard about that and I've heard different sides of that. So I, I might want to look into that. My opinion, if you see it as a cop took a life and not that a cop saved a life, you're part of the problem. Okay. Well, like, we, we could elaborate on that in can, a little bit. Cause, that, that, that's, cause I, I don't know much about it. So I can't okay. really speak. Well, yeah. um, the last one is a wonderful YouTube channel called active self protection. <clears throat> This gentleman, um, on the side, he does he does uh, firearm training and stuff. He promotes some tools on his thing for training. But what he does is he takes like CCTV video camera footage of like yeah. a convenience store where people busted in and robbed them, and like a shooting happened, or like somebody got attacked at their home, or a home invasion happened. And he just breaks down like what happened, what they should have done, what they could have done, mm-hmm. and like how you can prepare yourself for that scenario in the future. Right. Um, definitely promotes stuff like being aware of your surroundings, always having your tools on you, always keeping your tools in proper order. It, it's, I highly recommend you go watch that. At least delve into it a bit tonight. He they do he does amazing work. Right. Word. Anyway. All right. So what I was saying before is I want to talk about. AR-15s, just because, like I said, I have not, in my personal life, I haven't had the most experience with guns, but I've been lucky enough to have multiple friends with experience with guns, so I have people I could discuss certain things with, so I heard, right, like, this whole thing about assault rifles, right? Yeah, they don't exist. Exactly, exactly, like, so so having that conversation where most people be like, why do you need assault rifles? But then, Because me, fuck you, sorry. But, but no, no, you good, you good. I but, mean it. But from, from my perspective, right, yeah. 
I have friends that are like, yo, there's no such thing. Like, you can do this and you can do that to a gun and you can change it. So what is really an assault rifle? I've seen videos where a guy took a pistol and then added a bunch of, like, uh, uh, attachments to it. There's a, to there's where a backer it, it plate with like a little a, bar that can make yeah. a Glock go full auto. Yeah. I can make my AR go full auto with dental floss. Wow. Like, not even <laughs> not even kidding. It's wow. that easy. It, it And then, like, cop shows up and I just pull out the dental floss and be like, Yo, did you just, is that a machine gun? I go, no, I'm just that fast. Which I mean, I am, but sometimes yeah. I'm lazy. <laughs> but see, so how do you feel as a person who has, um, I would say, a, a decent, I would say extensive yeah. knowledge on firearms, right? When a person brings up the term uh, assault rifle, what do you think about that? When they say ban assault rifles, but you have the understanding that I you can do different I immediately believe that they know nothing about what they're talking about, and I implore them to talk to me and mm-hmm. have a conversation. There are several politicians that I've done this with. I send them uh, messages on Facebook. I, I put in their comments. I speak to them in person. I say, look, you don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm at least a hell of a lot more than you do. And I would like to talk to you because there is a violence problem Mm -hmm. in our country. And your laws are not only not going to solve the violence problem, they're going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. And I wish to help. And they never wish to even sit down and have a conversation, which means to me that their only goal is not to stop violence, but to take away guns. Mm. That's what the Russians did in Soviet Russia when they killed more people than Hitler did of mm. their own people. That's what Mao did to the Chinese when he slaughtered 30-some million people, I think. Damn. No, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I'm just not even going to try and do numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nazis, like I think two or three years before the Nazis took power, a politician came forward and said, we need to get rid of the gun registry so that nobody uses it incorrectly it is too much power too much knowledge we need to get rid of it he was shot down the nazis took power like two or three years later and immediately went through and started disarming their their political rivals disarming the jews and then slaughtered millions of their own people like all gun control all of it is tyrannical racist sexist every other ist phobe whatever that people throw around these days but then turn around and back gun control, that's what you are if you back gun control. Mm. Like, it really is. Because anyone that knows how to use a gun knows that full auto isn't for kill, really for killing groups of people. It's for getting a group of people to put their head down. Mm-hmm. If you want to yeah. kill somebody, you need to be accurate. Not, like, accuracy through volume has a place, but it's <clears throat> it's not from one person. It's from a whole team of people shooting. Right. So, see, I and tell me how you feel about this analogy, both of y'all, right? Go for it. I feel as though using the term gun control would be similar to saying <laughs> gym control or like rock control. And what I mean by that, right, is at the end of the, at the end of the day, a gun is a tool. Yep. A man had to make the gun and learn how to use the gun, become accurate with the gun. Mm-hmm. All these different things. It's just a tool. In the same way that prior to guns, you had to develop yourself physically, right? So saying 
control on guns or control on firearms, that's like saying you're not allowed to go get healthy. You're not allowed to go become big and strong in the gym. We need to control how strong our people are. You're not allowed to become strong enough to defend yourself. Rock control. You're not allowed to have rocks around because you could smash somebody's head with a rock. Yep. Like you can't. You can't do that. And like, and I, when I was younger, I didn't look at it that way. But I, I see it more so now. It's like if a guy goes to the gym and works out every day, gets super buff and strong, he has the ability to knock you the fuck out. I mean, if he's like agile, fast, accurate. Sure. Same with a weapon, right? Like you could become big and strong and not know how to fight. You could have a gun and not know how to be accurate and shoot, but if you become big and strong, you could be reckless with your strength. You could accidentally hurt people, similar to a gun. If you have a rock in your hands and you throw a little stone at somebody, it might hurt. If you throw a big-ass rock and it hit them in the head, you could accidentally kill them. At the end of the day, these are all tools. Your muscles are something you need, but how far you develop them, it becomes a tool. You work on that for a purpose, and you develop your skills with that weapon, so to speak, be it a muscle, be it a rock, you learn that for a purpose. And to say gun control is to say, yo, now you can't go to the gym more than twice a week. Yeah, and there's already a cultural attack on that already. There's people attacking what they call toxic masculinity. Bruh. And I mean, there are, I mean, there's. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't even want to cut you off, go. No, it's all good. It's just there's the fact that there's. Like anyone that brings up toxic femininity gets brutally attacked by the same people that attack toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Proves it's not an attack on the negative parts <laughs> of testosterone, effectively, but like an attempt to make people weaker. Mm-hmm. Because, like, oh, saying "ma'am" is disrespectful now. Like, no, mm. it's fucking not. Like yeah. it, you are yeah, that, attempting to make, I mean, just to belittle me. Essentially, that's that's what the whole thing boils down to: is is make people weaker, make people helpless, make people subservient. Mm-hmm. And you can see the flip side happening in China right now, where there's a massive cultural push for people to go to the gym, be strong, mm-hmm. all like be proper in society and be fucking savage in warfare. Right. And their army is developing much faster and stronger than ours is. Mm-hmm. Um, like we only outpace them because of the sheer amount of money we put into it. Right. But like the quality of the soldiers we're getting is starting to kind of go down. The mentality is starting to go down. Like like there's definitely a few things I'd say even when I was in, which wasn't too long ago, but that could be changed or taken out because it is truly toxic, especially like the way the leadership sets itself up. Mm. But the things people attack have nothing to do with toxic masculinity it's it's purely an attempt to it's it's the early stages of what you're saying of mm. getting rid of rocks getting rid of going to the gym right. be weak and subservient mm. because they're doing it they, they're doing it to our food too any yeah, like protein healthy. based stuff they want us to yeah. start eating vegetables see that's what which, it's, i mean people hate this term but that's where the term soy boy comes from which like, to a certain extent they're putting soy in chicken yeah. which chicken is one of your main so like a very uh, good a source good of protein, protein but yeah. they start putting soy in there you start getting lots of estrogen in your exactly. system you start exactly. losing muscle mass exactly like there is a deliberate attempt it's not a legal attempt at this point but yeah. there's a deliberate like early signs that they're doing that which they did that for guns for years where it's mm-hmm culturally they they started implementing things in society to try and get us away from 
loving and caring about our guns and understanding the true purpose for having them. But here we are now they're just going for it legally. They're making massive pushes. And I mean, people are about to get fucking shot if you ask me, but yeah. So what you thinking, Sean? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Y'all touched on a couple of things. That's why I was like, no, yeah, I know. A lot of people you a little quiet. I want, I want I'm you to li- take I'm, I'm absor- No, I know, I know. You, you, I don't mean to be listening, cutting you listening. out of here. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, y'all good. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all good. I'm listening, bro. Like I'm mm-hmm. listening. Because I don't, like I said, I, I said for rip. I don't know too much about guns about a legal standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So I just I listen every time niggas open their mouth and they know what they talking about. Right, like, right. Okay. Because I do want to purchase a gun, but if I know this, this, this before I go into purchasing, I think the process will be a lot. Yeah. easier and smoother and I'll know what I want for sure dead yeah. ass just so, hit me up we yeah. will we'll that's pick what I'm a like, day have, like, I'm not yeah. about to I'm free Thursdays what about you alright we free Thursdays Thursdays yeah. alright on a Thursday we'll probably we'll go down to the gun range and rattle off a few out of my pistol and maybe if I have any range ammo left oh, we'll do that too that's so. see now I, I want to say this real quick I don't like the term toxic masculinity okay cause personally I feel as though I mean, within anything, you have good and bad, but I feel like toxic masculinity has been used as a generalized term to fight masculinity, period. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. I, I agree yeah. with you entirely. It's, yeah. it's completely bullshit. Like, yeah. like I, I, don't, I don't like when we say toxic because then, like, it, it's, it's like, and I might be misusing this word, but I think it's that effeminization of people in general, but especially of men and within american mm-hmm. society we are like we're, we're folding to a certain extent as far as how we move like we're not acknowledging that we move in a certain way as men and we've gotten to a certain level of success with because of how we are masculine masculine strong men yeah exactly and we're we're lowering the rate of masculine men to the point, and, and it goes into how societies work policies to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Whereas you got a lot of kids growing up in single parent households, single mom households, we're not having proper examples of being men. There's, and there's no women yeah. in the teaching system. There's no women in the fall in, in like the like the, they just they grow up their whole young adult life without a male at all. Yeah. They might be long, lucky to have a male gym teacher, and right. that's. 30 minutes of their day twice a week. Like, and 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 it's long term, long term effects that go into that. So like, imagine being a child, right? You grow up and at the age of nine, 10, you go out in the woods with your dad. He gives you a little 22 and he teaches you how to shoot. And then you get up a little older and you go hunting. And now you go bring some food home to the family. You grow up understanding guns. You respect the gun. You respect the power that you hold with that weapon and you understand it and you grow up teaching your child that and you grow up with a certain amount of masculinity, regardless if it's just going out and being active, trying to learn how to provide, learning how to hunt, do X, Y, and Z, whatever, right? But then when we remove that from our upbringing, right, you never learn how to use a gun whether your father wasn't masculine or you grew up without a father, you, you probably grow up more emotional. And then you get to an age where, like, let, let's say you do have a father, but he wasn't the best example, but that father has a gun. I feel like that child is more likely to get emotional and want to use the gun and abuse the power. 
What's your thoughts on that? Education is key. Agreed. Um, uh, you keep saying the phrase, a gun is a tool. And yes. honestly, I can't agree with you more there. Uh, I recently started learning professional welding. Like it's not right. using stick welding in my basement with my shitty $200 welding box I got from Harbor Freight, but an actual like I could sit there and run a continuous bead for about 20 minutes before this thing is like, yo, you need to take a break. I need to cool down for a bit. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's very dangerous. It's deadly. I am running so much electricity through a single point that it is creating superheated plasma that instantly, and I mean instantly, melts steel and fuses. Mm. It makes one piece, I mean, multiple pieces, one piece of steel. Like, literally, that's that's the entirety of what welding is. It's not gluing stuff together. You are creating one piece of metal out of two. Mm -hmm. And if it creates a lot of light. I mean, literally just a half a second, you'll go blind mm. if you aren't wearing your protective your gear. Yeah. Um, if you aren't wearing your gloves and you like you work on a piece and you grab it over here, mm. you could burn your hands severely depending on what you've been doing, how long you've been working on it. I mean, right. I've I've got right there on my fingertip. Like I, I wasn't even welding. I cut a piece of steel in half with a bar and then touched the end of it trying to move it to the right. Accidentally, and then. Or? Well, I, I just wasn't thinking. I wasn't okay, paying okay. attention. I wasn't I respecting that. the tools. Right, right. And I, like, I, I touched it for nearly less than a second. Yeah. I literally put my hand on there, pushed, and then pulled away. And I was like, ah! Oh, yeah. And then I had a blister for a whole week on mm. my finger. And now it's it's very rough. It's hard. It's peeling. I can't right. even practice my guitar Damn. because it hurts to play with the strings. Hit. But a gun is just like that welding box. It is incredibly deadly. But if I respect it, if I right. use it properly, right. not only will I not get hurt, but the job I need to get done will be done perfectly. Mm -hmm. It is 100% dependent on me because the tool functions flawlessly. Right. And that's because it's upkept very well. Guns are the exact same thing. It is a tool that serves a purpose. You can use it to acquire food by hunting and you have self-defense a little old lady is now no longer going to get raped and robbed by right, right, right. a 25 year old jackass on drugs mm -hmm. because she can now pull out a little derringer pistol out of her purse and shoot that fucker in the chest right once again am i allowed to curse on this you are we cut okay on excellent until, i just until i didn't I get think a, about that right now look, until i get to a certain point where i have the amount of subscribers and watch time yeah. to get monetized i'm not worried about cussing and we're even then real. even yeah. then it's don't yeah. curse within the 30 seconds or so i've heard <laughs> yeah, yeah. it might have changed i don't know they're fickle bastards mm -hmm. but um you're 100 percent correct that it's a tool because but it applies it's 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 one of the universal tools. It's like you learn how to use a fork. Mm -hmm. You can stab someone in the, with a fork. You can stab your own cheek with a fork. You can we cut your fork tongue. <laughs> look at England. Look we at look at control, look man. at look at look at our friends across the water. They're not allowed. To, they need a license to have a screwdriver or a kitchen knife. Get the fuck out! Are you serious? Yes. A license for a screwdriver. Yeah, like you have to be like a licensed like electrician or plumber. Shit like that so because you could go out, you could go out and stab someone. And shit, you you can't like the fuck. I I assembled this bookshelf right here myself. You telling me I couldn't do that without a license? If I, I mean, I could have been people could have been bullshitting with me when they said it. Yeah. but I've seen a lot Not of that, shit to back it up. 
I know you do need like a license to have an like anything more than a butter knife. Wow. And getting a butter knife can be difficult. Yeah, that's wild. So, Honestly, it sounds believable to some extent. I'm not going to act like I know the most about like other countries and stuff. But from what I've heard about like Europe in general when it comes to weapon control, I believe it. Anybody watching this, if you got any information on this, please comment. Let me know because this is some shit. I trust his opinion and who he's heard. I, I believe he probably spoke to some reputable sources. So, damn. That's all. And I'm hey, hey if, you have, if you have links to actual laws that say otherwise and I'm completely incorrect, please share them. I'll change Facts. my view. Yeah. Just keep it respectful. Right. But that that's crazy. Like, look, looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. Now... This, I, I want to speak on something else real quick because when I like, like I said, my opinions have changed a lot. So when I was younger, and I mean, I, I wouldn't even say super young because if my opinions have changed in the last like year or two, right? Yep. I would always say, guns aren't self defense in the same way that a shield or a, a sword isn't necessarily self defense to another sword, right? Now, I my, my opinion has grown since then, right? But my whole mentality was, if we're talking about defense, right, a person could argue that, uh, you know, the Kevlar bulletproof, bulletproof vest, sure. that's defense, you know, like, quote, unquote, defense. You, you, you defend yourself from the bullet, not actively doing anything, but just with that. If you get lucky enough for it to hit you there. Exactly, right, right. And if you're wearing it, which who sleeps in Kevlar. And and if it's like they're not shooting at you with a high enough caliber to go through that shit. Yeah. So like that, but but when I was younger, that was my perspective, right? As in, this isn't, you're not really defending yourself by shooting someone. You're just responding to offense with offense. What is your thoughts on that? Because like I said, my opinion's changed, but like it's not, unless you're shooting and every bullet you shoot, catches their bullet in the air and stops it, I thought that wasn't defense. You're just like, you can get shot at, shoot somebody else, you kill them, but you still get shot and die. So I didn't really look at that as defending. It was just responding with offense. But then we also had that term, you know, the best defense is good offense. So I I had that back and forth. So a lot of people tie the term offense with aggression. Yeah. And I mean – I see where you're coming from, yeah. but it, it, it's more of the intent behind it. Okay. Are you the yeah, attacker yeah. or the defender? If you are the defender, it doesn't mean you don't attack back. Even in like boxing, like one, like not boxing, like a fight. If somebody swings on you, do you just block the punch and then do nothing, waiting for the next punch, or do you swing back? Right. It doesn't right. make you the uh, aggressor you're not yeah, yeah. the offensive person but you have a threat coming at you that isn't immediately stopping and backing off right and you need to either take it or deal with it mm-hmm. because like a bulletproof vest will save your life from a shot or two but unless you stop the person attacking you yeah you're gonna keep getting shot at yep. most of the time and um yeah i don't mean to be nitpicky but just because we're doing education here, yeah. uh, it's not necessarily the caliber; it's the type of bullet. Okay. Um, like in my AR, uh, I I've got a I shoot sixty two grain, which is the weight of the bullet, mm. 
sometimes I'm like there's a bunch of different types of bullets though uh, even though it's the 556 caliber that goes in the AR you've got hollow point which is designed against fleshy objects like 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 a person that's yeah. not wearing armor because it's going to hit them and then the bullet's going to go like a mushroom and you then just it, what type of bullet hollow points okay okay, like okay right yeah, here. yeah yeah where 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 got hollow point right here so okay. the point of this show us to the camera real quick. I mean you could just <laughs> aim it up but not not that you're really going to be able to see it exactly, yeah, yeah. but just just for reference, right? So uh, it, it's a bullet, and then the tip, it doesn't really... Let me see. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so it has, like, an opening in the hole. So from what I was told, right, as you would shoot these, it would hit and then expand. Yes, it and opens then, up like a little mushroom, Yeah, and it pushes cool. through, and the hole it makes is so much larger. Yeah. With non-hollow point... Um, we saw it with the Kenosha kid, which we can get in that later if you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you could, I don't, with I don't non- know what that is, so you can. Oh, yeah, yourself. okay. But yeah, continue. With the um, non-hollow point ammunition, you when you hit a target that's flashy, you still get expansion mm-hmm. from just the sheer energy hitting a target. Yeah. But generally speaking, hollow points will hollow points and fragmentation stuff will do the most damage. The fragmentation rounds are. What can you explain that? I've, I've never heard of that. Basically, they're designed or... that the 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 part that's hollow, like the the lips around the hollow part, is serrated really deep, or even like in separate pieces that's so it, attached it on the bottom. Very like shrapnel inside. Yeah, it go it okay. hits, and then you have like the back part keeps going through, and then the little petals on the outside go. Damn. And just it's like little razor blades all over your body now. God, oh yeah. <laughs> So would that be like multiple holes or just like pieces spread inside? One you? entry hole, multiple directions from mm. there. So I was watching yeah. this one video, so like he was just testing bullets. Get a little closer. Like, testing bullets and like he shot something and like the shrapnel from the bullet, like it hit the, it had on a bulletproof vest. It, it stopped the bullet. Okay. But the shrapnel came up and it hit yes. the dummy in the neck and all that shit. That's mm. why you, that's called spall. Mm-hmm. Never use steel armor. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. Steel armor has oh, a yeah, place. No, I remember it was, he was trying it on like a titanium something. Titanium, titanium vest yeah. or a titanium block? Like, like I think he made, made like an Iron Man suit just to see if okay. it was bulletproof. And he shot different bullets. Yeah. It went from a 22 to a 4 or 5 to mm-hmm. a 9 millimeter. So that's so not exactly what I'm talking thing. about. Oh, you're, you're taking a shot? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to actually pull up a picture for you while you guys do yeah, that. Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. Um, If you um text me the picture, I could add it into the um, pod. Will do. All right. So these are called rip rounds. Um, a lot of people think they're a joke, but this is what I mean. Mm. So that is designed where it's basically a bunch of little tiny petals, knife petals, going in all different directions of your body after it hits you. I look like a screwdriver head or some shit. <laughs> or, or some type of like wrench or some bullshit. That, that looks dangerous. There's a lot of arguments on whether like how they fly, how well they hold together, how well they break apart. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of ballistic tests where they like shoot it into gel, and I mean, I wouldn't want to fucking get yeah. shot by that. Yeah, because Gosh. a doctor's got his fucking work cut out for him after that. But mm. I mean, I'd still rather be shot than that by that, but then stabbed. That's just me. Getting stabbed sucks. Oh my goodness. 
I hope you don't I want it. Never have to deal with that. <laughs> oh God. Hope I never have to deal with that ever. No. That'd be some but, um, bullshit. Back to different types of ammunition. You've got you've got the hollow points that expand. That's an extreme hollow point, so we're, it's also kind of an exception. Mm. But then you have um, called full jacket, mm. which, and I'm mostly speaking for five five six here, uh, where it's basically you have lead covered completely by copper or maybe there's just like a hole on the bottom where you can yeah. still see the copper and that's where they pour it in or whatever they do to manufacture it sometimes you just have a solid uh lead bullet as well yeah um those things just they deliver their energy they punch through they go through they're good to go and then you have armor penetration rounds which uh je- for 556 five, generally is g- called green tip um, I think it's also X855 for the NATO designation numbers. Yeah. But um, it's got a little steel or tungsten core on the inside. So that copper on the outside, it hits a target. The copper expands. And then that little piece of steel punches right, just keeps on going. Keep going it goes yeah. right through it. So, I mean, body armor, it depends on how fast that projectile hits. But if they're using the right ammo, that shit could go right through there, whether it's a Dependent, regardless of caliber, uh-huh. but um, mm. just so anybody knows, level four ceramics is what you need if you need armor. If you're not doing a vest, get there's like soft armor you can get. Stops like the smaller bullets, like pistol uh-huh. rounds, general pistol rounds. They still hurt like a fucking bitch. I bet. But like you'll be alive better than the other one you might have internal bleeding but you're not going to have an internal hole yeah um soft like any armor is better than no armor but if you're going to go for plates like i have ballistic ceramic plates get ceramic level four plates because if you get steel plates i mean they're going to stop the bullet and then that bullet like you said is going to spall which means it's just going to hit and then break apart into a million pieces and go outwards and if you're sitting there shooting back Mm. they hit you square in the chest now your biceps are completely covered in metal your chin is Mm. and neck is completely fucked up and i mean it might not it probably won't kill you but it's gonna fucking hurt and that is not something you want (laughs) to feel on top Top of just getting punched in the chest by a round, which a ceramic plate, it's gonna, it's gonna hit and it's gonna catch it, mm. and that plate's gonna start to break and fracture. They can only take so many hits, whereas yeah. a steel plate, honestly, it can take more hits. But I don't want that shit in my neck. Yeah. <laughs> so there's I feel you. <laughs> there's ways to mitigate it, like the material they make the vest out of, and like they put a coating over top of the steel, but that only goes so far. Mm-hmm. Whereas a ceramic plate is going to catch that bullet. And I don't, I've never heard of spall being a problem for ceramic plates. So get, don't, don't get steel. I highly suggest hoplite defense because they refuse to sell to police and military as well. Mm. They sell solely to civilians and they're making some excellent full body armor right now. That shit's awesome. They're making uh, thighs plates next and they just finished making shoulder pauldrons mm. which i'm really thinking about getting me some <laughs> yeah, i'm with you but i, I want to ask you this now right okay what is what is your opinion on the gun training for police officers and you just be, like it needs I, to be better 100 yeah, i i agree with you there yeah but like based all right for example <laughs> right I, I forget what exact case it was recently right but there was a a cop 
that pulled a gun instead of a taser and shot the yeah, dude yeah, in the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well aware. So, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, so one, and she was like a 25 year veteran. Yeah. So you're in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. I mean, personally, me knowing if I was in another position, we know this guy. We know he has warrants because he has violently attacked people with firearms. And he has Are a you history. Talking about that specific case? Yes. I no correct that, that, correct, that correct, correct me if was, I'm wrong. I heard that it was like some type of misunderstanding. I, no. I, I could be wrong. So no. right, explain. If it was a misunderstanding, thing. he wouldn't try to hop in the car and run like that. Well, I feel you there, but I, I heard it was like, and I'm, I could be misremembering. I mean, I'm misremembering, but I, I've seen multiple videos, and I remember when I first brought it up, I had seen one video that explained it a certain way, but then my friend had heard a different story. And we were going back and forth. Donut Operator does an excellent video on it. I okay, highly suggest okay, okay. you just right, watch so that. All right, so but I'll elaborate on your side. I, yeah, we don't gotta go from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. Knowing this person has a potential to be violent at a moment's notice. Yeah. Because they have a history of violence. Granted, like you said before, a person all because they have a history of violence doesn't mean they did something wrong now. Right, right. However, it does change how you. If they're showing a pattern, you need to pay attention to that pattern. That pattern still matters. Agreed. It doesn't mean that they're not capable of changing, but yeah. conse- consequences of your actions, you now have a pattern that people need to accommodate for when right. dealing with you in the future. Right. So this guy has a history of being violent. He also has a history of keeping his gun in his car. And this guy hops in his car after they're trying to arrest him. One, your car now becomes a very heavy bullet that can easily kill right. several people there. Two, you can't just let this guy go because he has a warrant out for being incredibly violent. Like a lot of people are like, well, just let him go and pick him up later. Well, it, it's not that easy. And Hold on. I, I just got to say this one thing. Yeah. The story I heard was that he had warrants out because it was something where he had gotten sent. Something, something with the courts, but they sent it to the wrong address, and that's why he got the room warrant. And like I was saying, I could have heard some complete bullshit. I know the, the media that, put why. out several lies and assumptions about the situation yeah. very early on. They do that all the time. Um, but, then, but, but continue. I, I just yeah. want to say that. No, I, no, I, just no, I get remember. it. I, yeah. I don't remember the exact specifics. Yeah. I just know that he was wanted for being violent, and the violence involved a gun. And that does bring up a certain mindset and conditioning yes. that you've got to keep it, in mind when you're approaching the situation. It, me, yeah. personally, he runs and hops in his car, mm-hmm. and now he has control of a vehicle, which I don't know why they didn't turn it off and take the keys immediately. Right. Which, I mean, that's a mistake on their part, because that's what I would have done especially since you're about to arrest him and tow the vehicle. He shouldn't, those keys should have been taken, but um, he gets in the car. And if I had prior knowledge, I wouldn't fuck around with a taser because tasers are not a hundred percent effective. Neither is a bullet, but a bullet is much more effective. And the last time I talked to someone about this, they're like, well, that's because you're racist and he's black. It's like, no, I would do that. <laughs> his yeah. his actions, which I believe black people should be held accountable for their actions just as much as everyone else. Right. His actions dictate to me that he has the capability and the past, um, the history of following through with violence. Yeah. So I'm going to treat him as if he could be violent at a moment's notice. I wouldn't fuck around with a taser. I'm going to pull a gun on him and say, you fucking do anything stupid. And I'm just pulling the trigger. Mm. Because it's my life or his at that point. And while some people say blue lives don't matter, cops are still fucking human. Yeah. Um, it, in the heat of a moment like that, your muscle memory is what's 
what, what you're relying on. Your training becomes your muscle memory and your body will automatically do whatever it is it thinks is best to survive. Training is designed to teach your body what to do when you can't think straight. Right. Like breaching and clearing rooms. That shit goes to hell in a handbasket the moment that door opens. All right. That shit is terrifying. That shit is scary and it never works the way you plan. But you train your body to react in certain ways so that regardless of what happens once that door opens, you have the highest possibility of survival. Because, I mean, you can't just turn around and leave your whole job. Like, or else whatever's on the other side of that door gets to do whatever the fuck it wants, and that's not always an option. So this guy gets in his car, and you have one officer that's being dragged now because one officer was still on him. Mm -hmm. I would have just fucking shot him in the first place. I wouldn't have said taser at all. Mm -hmm. It was a clear, obvious mistake. She pulled the trigger, it went bang, and she was like, holy fuck, wait, that wasn't my taser? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you weren't thinking when you pulled out the gun in the first place. Your body did it on its own, which you obviously practiced with your gun. It was a proper draw. It was a proper, proper pull of the trigger. You hit center mass. You didn't hit your own teammate who was right fucking there. And it was, it's instant. It's quick. And your body just acts like. See, I think that's a, that's an interesting take, right? Because like I said, or or like you just said, there was a bunch of lies that were put out regarding this particular story. So I can't necessarily um, speak on the validity of the particular story that I heard myself. But as far as just like the way you broke it down, I understand that perspective. But. As far as um, I would say your your general population, they're gonna look at it and you know connect it to the same shit. As far as like another racism, or, yeah, yeah, and and that's a whole another conversation. But at the same time, <laughs> if if your particular story is the the story that occurred, yeah. he has a history of violence and he's had guns in the car and so on and so forth, right? I could see a cop approaching that situation with a certain amount of hostility based on your history, based on what they might believe is most likely when you're dealing with this particular person. So I get that aspect, right? Now, the muscle memory part, that's something that I feel like people have looked at on two different angles, right? Because I heard a person say, you've been a cop for 20, 25 years you know what side your taser is on. You know what side your gun is on. You picked up your gun and thought you were tasing him. Then yes. a, a lot of people would say that was intentional to a certain extent. Whereas if uh, everything you were saying were correct, where, yeah, we know he's violent. We know he has that thing. He was going back into the car. We don't know if he's grabbing a gun. We don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah, Maybe she said taser, but instinctually understanding the level of potential bullshit that could occur, she grabbed her gun. She instinctually said taser too, if you ask me. Ooh, that she, was yeah, yeah. That, that entire interaction. The moment he broke free of being arrested, every single action from every single person there, the guy being arrested as well, was 100% instinct and fear. Right, right, right. Adrenaline. That's all it was. Mm. So she's trained to attempt to use a taser and deploy a taser mm. but there's also a massive threat to her life which she is trained to pull out your gun and defend yourself right so it it's it's a lot of training at once that yeah. conflicted with itself personally i think yeah. 
less than lethal force is used in a controlled environment. You have a person that is not resisting but not actively fighting. You need mm. to get them in cuffs. But the, like I said, they're resisting but not actually fighting. You use a taser from a distance to get them to fall down and comply. Or a beanbag round to knock someone out to calm down and reply. What do you consider a controlled environment? Um, barricaded suspect in a place like... like There's not an immediate, uh, there's not an immediate threat to your life. So the guys in the car, a running vehicle, might have a gun in the passenger seat or area within reach. That's not a controlled environment. But a suspect with a gun that's backed into an alley, they have, or not a gun, a knife. Sorry, a knife backed into an alley. He needs to take that five, uh, three to five second dash to get to you. That's controlled. Uh, That's that's more controlled. More controlled. You can calm down, take a breath, take a second to think, and decide your actions moving forward. Um, the one that comes into my mind right now is barricaded suspect in a, uh, a coffee joint and he had, um, used chairs to make a small little barricade, but he had a knife as well. Oh. And he's like holding the knife up and the, the cops use less than lethal beanbags. Right, they right, shot right. the, the knife out of his hand, which was an excellent fucking shot and probably broke his wrist. <laughs> and then I, I think they imagine. shot him in the face with it, like the jaw mm. or the chest. They knocked him the fuck out, though. Um, I, but on the flip side, there's another one that comes to mind where dude's at a park with a knife and apparently he had like just stabbed somebody and he's walking towards cops. Cops are walking backwards away from him. They shoot him with a beanbag round. It hurts like a bitch to get shot with a beanbag round, but it's not exactly lethal. I've seen people immediately drop and their entire body goes into shock and they freak out and they're just like, nope, I'm done. Don't do it again. Please don't do it again. Yeah, yeah. And this guy, though, he took it, got angry, grabbed a lady that he was walking by because it wasn't a controlled environment and started to saw at her neck. Oh, God. And she had a kid right there with her. So mm. they then took out their guns and lit him the fuck up. Which As they should. They should have lit that, him the fuck some, up in the first place. Mm. That lady could have lived. But they're fucking around yeah. with less than lethal because yeah. people don't understand how these situations work they go right. their entire lives never having so much as a slap fight with a friend on a playground mm-hmm. they're 40 years old never been in a fi- single physical altercation they, they don't respect violence they don't yeah they don't respect violence like i'm not a violent person in the sense that I'm not going to go out to attack anyone. Right. I don't have right. any plans to go forward and kill anyone. But if somebody mm-hmm. is to kick in my front door, the term is violence of action. I will be loud and aggressive in ways that some of the people I know will never think that I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And Most people don't even think they're capable of that, until you're in a situation. Yeah, but without training... Yeah. It, it's yeah. and especially with like like you have fight or flight yeah or so freeze. many fight flight or, i mean yeah no freezing is uh my your brain saying i don't know what the fuck to do right now yeah and that's also a possibility i don't think i freeze and i've had that mm-hmm. proven to me a couple times right. uh had a dude fucking point a shotgun at my face the other day and i very calmly handled that situation let me tell you what <laughs> everyone's alive but i mean like the the violence of action that is possible is like you don't have to be 
a bad guy to use violence. You can be a good yeah. guy and be violent. I agree. Which I, I don't like using the term good guy or bad guy because it's so very subjective to the situation, but at the same time it applies. But um, people just don't understand. Like They're like, well, why didn't you use your taser? Because tasers don't always work. Oh, yeah. well, why, why would they shoot this guy? Like There was the, the, the guy that took a cop's taser and then went to shoot the cop with it, and the cop shot him. And everyone's like, oh, they, he shot this guy in the back. No, he did not really uh, that was a lethal threat against the cop because tasers are a lethal threat on top of the fact that the cop has a gun so if he gets hit with a taser and becomes incapacitated the guy now has a gun yeah that cop was in every right to shoot that dude and they had no reason to burn down that wendy's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel you there Shit. yeah no um like i've seen tasers work i've seen tasers fail tasers hurt like a bitch but you have so many times where the tasers just don't even connect. You have people that can be tased by like three people at once and still be standing and fighting while like successfully being tased. Some people, it just makes weirdly enough stronger and angrier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, in certain extents, I've seen videos where a person gets tased and that shit don't do nothing. There's a cop out there right now that carries, I think no less than 170 some rounds of ammunition with him every day because he got in a fight with a dude once that took 17 rounds to the chest and kept fighting. What the fuck? Of actual bullets. He got lit the fuck up in the adrenaline in this guy's system. Like the dude was the fuck? dead yeah, and so fighting. Gross. Yeah. 17? I think it was, I, th- I could be wrong on the number. Where but was he, he took getting hit? <laughs> center mass, chest. I can't organs, how you arms, hit, legs. How you getting hit 17 times in the center and you keep moving? Because humans don't work with a health bar. Mm. Like, it's not like video games where once that health bar depletes, you're dead. Like, you get hit in the leg, you're still fighting. I've seen a dude get hit but in the, the gut. center, bro. I mean, you get hit in the lung right here. I mean, you don't need to... You, you can go several minutes without breathing. Mm. It doesn't kill you instantly. You get hit in the heart. Yeah. Like Mm. the dude didn't drop until he hit his off button, which by that, I mean, they shot him in the specific spot in your face that just crumples you. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen you can get domed in the head and still be fighting. Like a brain, a brain (laughs) shot isn't (laughs) a brain shot. Isn't necessarily a death sentence and especially not an immediate one. Mm. Like, think the the number is seven minutes if you are bleeding you have seven minutes to stop the bleeding or you're dead like and from like a, a legitimate artery right yeah. like you lose a leg you got to cut that off within seven minutes or you will bleed out but you're not going to bleed out immediately um so it, it's just there's 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 so much to it the human body is so weak yet so persistent at all times it's terrifying and beautiful but yeah, less than lethal isn't a good option most of the time. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. That lady, I, honestly, if I was in her shoes, I would have just fucking shot the guy. Because uh, he has a history of having a gun in the car. And if there's a chance there is a gun, there's a, you treat it as if there is a gun until you know personally checked otherwise. All guns, you treat them as if they are loaded until you personally check otherwise. When I handed the gun to the buddy here a few seconds ago, when I, even though I said it's loaded, proper etiquette would have been to point it in a safe direction, rack it back, inspect the chamber yourself, and personally verify this isn't loaded. 
um, stuff like that. Like you, you respect the tool, right. Right, right? Even if they have the tool, you need yeah. to respect it. You always treat it as if it's loaded. You treat it as if they could be a lethal threat, especially in that environment. Just there's there's so much nuance to it. She made a mistake. It wasn't on purpose. No one will ever convince me that she shot this dude on purpose because she's racist and she wanted to watch him yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. but but no. what I do, I, and I don't disagree with you. I don't okay. disagree with you. But I feel like a lot of the issues when it comes to looking at it, like just when you see just the video, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have accurate details of everything prior, accurate details of the person. It's so easy to skew the narrative. Mm. And it's so easy to play with the story, yeah. right? Because like, like if a person, like the story I heard was that he only had warrants out because they sent some type of paperwork to a wrong house and since he didn't respond they put a warrant out that could be a complete lie and in the same way you said that he had the history of yeah. having guns in the car i never once heard that so a person who heard the initial story that i heard might be like damn like he shouldn't have even had a warrant out they stopped him for whatever they they stopped him for a warrant he got caught up and then he tried to run. Should he have run? No. But she said, Taser. Oh, damn. Training is bad. And she, she's a veteran. How did you not know what she was? Gra-? But when you bring it up from your perspective where it's like, okay, we know this guy has a history of violence. Even without all that. Like, mm-hmm. you, he, he, right then and there, mm-hmm. he broke free from being arrested. Like, he mm-hmm. was complying up until that point. Completely fine. Calmly just listening, complying. Had his hand behind his back. He got one... They got one cuff on him, and he said, I'm going to run. Yeah. That right there, you said, I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. And then you entered your vehicle, which is now a deadly weapon. Right, because right. It's a very deadly weapon. You can uh-huh. very easily kill someone. It's not like yeah. fists are not considered deadly weapons unless you've had a lot of training right, right. with them. But yeah. a car, that's several thousand, I mean, hundred pound yeah. vehicle right there. It's I, a hunk I, of metal. I, I agree with you, but I feel like the perspective based on the knowledge presented prior yeah. It's going to be different because on one hand, right, you might have, and and, and I feel like especially now in, in 2021, when we talk about all these different, whether it be a mass shooting or whether it be a, a particular uh, encounter where people want to just specifically talk about race, right? Okay. It gets really weird and uncomfortable. Now, on one hand, I agree with you 100%. A, a car is a deadly weapon. You could kill people way easier. If you got a crowd of people and yeah. you got one gun versus one car, the car is going to do so much more damage quicker, easy, run through them, boom, kill them. They actually have done, had that several times where someone right. rented a U-Haul and then crashed into a yeah. crowd and killed like 80 people and, in one go. And, and that shit is so fucked up. But at the same time, right, you got, like, if you're coming at it from certain perspectives on knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you believe that, damn... They stopped them for no reason. And then you look at it and then you connect it to all the race baiting shit that's been going on where you're like, oh, it's a white woman. And like when we get into all that, people stop thinking clearly, especially with all the uh, the the misleading information coming out, all the lies and whatever. Right. So on one hand, you might look at it and say, well, he didn't have a gun on him, even though he could have had a gun in the car. There was no gun presented. And, right, so. right. But, so, but you never know. You, you, you don't ne- ever you, you know. never know. You're right. But on, on one hand, you might look and see, I didn't see a gun. And then he runs into the car. And you're like, well, most people, they're not. And I, I do think, like how we said, you mm-hmm. got to respect the gun, respect the tools, respect violence, all these things. People don't. 
have a, a, a the necessary amount of respect for the potential of things, right? So most people watching that video, they're not they, the last thing they're thinking about is how many people he could kill with that car, right or wrong. You, I, I think you should, but then they look at him about to drive off. They're like, he was trying to get away. Why didn't you didn't have to kill him? People might say, yo, it's better to chase him than to shoot him. It, it is better to chase than to shoot because it is not. I don't think that's a death sentence right there. Mm-hmm. The reason to shoot would be if he had produced a gun or if he had started to move the vehicle while the officer was halfway in the vehicle and then would be being dragged right. because at that point that officer's life is in massive harm's way. Agreed. And it's not to say that the officer's life is worth more than the other guy's life, but at the same time, the officer is not the aggressor in that sense. Yeah. Like he's the one that's making the choice to flee as as he has active warrants out for his arrest for one reason or another. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it all comes down to your choice. Like mm-hmm. it, I, as you notice, I'm not saying anything about race and is anything about his sex or the officer's race. The the one person that shot, they believed they had their taser in their hand. Their muscle memory did something wrong. It yeah. did. The reason she shot is because she believed she had her taser. She was incredibly wrong. And if you watched it, I don't know if you watched the video, but well, you no, could I see did. it. You could hear it in her voice. You could see it just in the way her hands moved. Immediately after shooting, it wasn't shoot and then draw on target again. It was shoot, holy shit, what yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't correct. Um, people have been pulling up photos online, like, can you tell the difference between this taser and this gun? It's like... That's I don't, not applicable like, there, like yeah. you, The way it feels in your hand you have that comfortable, familiar feeling of your gun. That's what she trained with. That's what she knows. And that's what her body went off of, which the training to train with your gun and not automatically, like to automatically pull out the gun and use it is what you need. Not automatically pull out a taser and use it because yeah. one, it's in your non-dominant hands. So you're not as likely to get the shot off, which is why I say you need it to be in a more controlled environment because you need to take the time to switch hands unless you're ambidextrous. But you need the time to sit there and line up a proper shot, hit yep. a good spot, nice center mass, because if it's even slightly off, the taser's useless anyway. You might mm-hmm. as well have just not used it. And you train for the gun because in that split-second moment where someone else produces a gun and now they have the drop on you, but you need to fight because if you don't, you are going to die mm-hmm. because cops are still human and people still make the decision to attack them and that's on all parties involved the instinct to draw the gun and use it is the necessity because it keeps you yourself alive. And that at the end of the day is what matters. I feel that like I, I, and personally, I do think it comes down to the knowledge you have prior, how you form Mm -hmm. your decision-making and then your natural instincts fighting against your training. Right. Cause a, a lot of the people that I would hear speak in different videos that I saw we're saying that, well, you were a cop for X amount of years, so you should have the the instincts or the training to mm-hmm. know, I, this is my gun, this is whatever, right? But then at the same time, you do have that fight, flight, freeze, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you're going into it understanding the danger that can be involved, I mean, there's going to be danger every day as a cop, right? But when you go into it specifically, this person has a history of violence. They have a history of carrying weapons. You see the person run into the car. Your training is saying taser, but your instincts in your mind is like, hold up. This person has this history. Fuck. 
defend my life opposed to subdue the person. And and that's that's where it comes back and forth. Cause if you if you know this person has that history and you truly feared for your life, I see it. But then that goes into the whole other conversation of a lot of cops being pussy nowadays and they're trained like there was they're a, not understanding the risk and they're, they're ready to protect their lives over mm-hmm. protect the citizens. Well, there was a lot of mistakes done there, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I said before, like they didn't take the keys out of the car. Those keys yeah. should have been nowhere near that I, car. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, the lady walked away while they were still arresting him. They didn't have him secure and in the vehicle. It was one person at that point. The other person wasn't paying attention and started to walk away. Mm. That was done due to complacency because they under they were under the impression this guy's cooperating. This guy's making it easy. This guy isn't fighting yeah. us. He's doing the right thing. So they let their guard down, which was Would that un- be negligence to you or just like it's complacency. Under- complacency. It's complacency. I wouldn't say strictly negligence because it's not you don't expect them to run. Okay. And while it's like, like with the welding, yeah. I should have my gloves on every time I touch that welder. I need to have right. my mask on. I should be wearing a, an apron or an entire, like, not leather, but a thick. I shouldn't be doing it in a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should be wearing a welder's cap. But I don't always do all that stuff. I do my best to always wear the gloves. I do my best to always wear the helmet. But every now and then, all I need to do is one tack. And all I do is I look away and go, I do it right. All right, I'm good to go. Because it'd be for that one single tack that takes three seconds. I'm now adding another four, like like 40 seconds to a minute to get all my gear together, make sure my helmet's on and working right. right and my gloves are on, which they're not always comfortable. And then. I mean, I'm doing it in a T-shirt, which also isn't yeah. proper because yeah. you get spatter on your arms and it burns and it messes you up a little bit and it hurts and it's not life-threatening, but it's not proper either. Walking away like that wasn't proper. Right. It's not. I wouldn't say a violation of policy. I wouldn't say it's illegal. I'd say it's it's complacency. It's right. complacency. It's a little uh, bit of laziness. It's a little. It's a little too much trust that the guy yeah. also is doing the right thing. Yeah. Because or, or trust in your previous experiences. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you should never trust in your previous experiences in that line of work because uh, common phrases, there's a million ways to skin a cat, in which case there's a million ways to do something and there's a million different things that could happen mm-hmm. both before and after your actions. Um, complacency is a massive killer in the military and in law enforcement. And right. we saw um, it was a mistake. It really was. It, people... The guy arresting him was very relaxed about it. He didn't have him up against the car. He didn't have his, like, I personally would have had one foot either between his legs or to his left to block, I had to make any, any escape more yeah. difficult. And he was just standing there very casually, put out one hand, grabbed the other hand. He didn't already have the hands grabbed and... Sorry. It was just a lot of complacency. Yeah. I And I agree with you there, but before we... Going to the next point, yeah. Sean, what, what's your thoughts on all that? Because, like, that that particular incident, like I said before, I heard one story, and our friend Josh, he heard another story. <laughs> so we were having a back and forth when this first happened. And now having this conversation now, you're telling me a different story. Like, and, and like you already said, there were a bunch of different bullshit, like, lies going around, people trying to write the narrative a little bit different. And what, I don't what even know if, if my information is 100% correct. I just yeah. know that based off of the video, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of complacency. There was a few yeah. mistakes, and it wasn't intentional. Yeah. It was an accident, and that dude that was trying to run, 
ultimately I think is responsible because he tried well, to I mean, run. He put point, people yeah. in a very stressful, high dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to stop. You. I mean, go for it. Good. I just, I understand there's mistakes made, like situations being a cop. That's real. I just look at it that the shit happens too, too often. Like it's really happening too much. Like as in what they highlight and put on the screen to show everybody. Fully. Now that's intentional. Yeah. The media I, is I your enemy. That. I they, understand that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like just that by itself. It's just like, all right, again, like again. Yeah. You're showing us again, like again. It's like when are you gonna see like or break it down to see why what happened? Like instead of just this this person did this wrong, that person is the wrong person. Like Break the whole situation down. We uh, had a rally yesterday. But, um, oh, oh, just one, I'm sorry, I'm not to cut you off. I just want to say, when it comes to that, I, I feel where you're coming from, but my thing is, most people aren't researchers. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know how to properly research mm-hmm. things. So when it comes to these type of things, it is so easy. That's why, like, like race baiting is so, like, strong. Like, whether it be the media, whether it be uh, specific companies in particular, they try to shape narratives to make us look at each other crazy, to make yep. us want to fight each other. And when it comes to certain shit, like when we look at the George Floyd situation, well, obviously this cop had the knee on the neck. It was fucked up. Like he shouldn't have done that. But, no, he didn't. It was uh-huh. on his back. Or well, I, I, I don't remember exactly. But my, uh, just that yeah. came out in the court case. So it was right. primarily on his back. Okay, it, it was on. It was on his back. But the point being, right, if you have a situation where a person is more, uh, if the consensus is this person was in the wrong, you can't compare that to every individual situation and say, just because this black person got hurt here, this black person got hurt here, you can't, or, or whether it be Hispanic or whatever, any race, we can't just look at that and say, okay, this is happening too much without looking at the details of each individual situation. And when it comes into looking at the media, the media is like on a large scale, right? The media's job is to keep your attention, not necessarily to properly inform you. And that's the issue. Because if we just, if, if a person watches one news station in the South, or whatever is the primary in the South, and then watch one news station in the North, and watch one in the West, and then state to state, city to city, it's going to change. Whether you're more conservative, you're more liberal, you are have a higher Hispanic population, Asian population, mm-hmm. white population, black population, The it's going to change to fit whatever the population is. They want to keep your attention. So when it comes down to these stories, I, I look at it and be like, damn, another black person died. That's one of my first things that I see, like, visually. But after that, it's no conversation. Not really. It's no research. People hear the story. They see the the share on Facebook with a quick article. They see a title. And they see the clickbait. And they don't ask, all right, wait, hold up. This person got shot by the cops. But did you know that he fucking had a shootout with him first, ran away? And Mm -hmm. then, like, shit like that. Now... Every scenario is going to be different, but we got to remember to look further into it, to understand the details. Like with this one particular situation we were talking about just now, multiple stories getting put out 
So you're going to have multiple people feeling multiple different ways. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, regardless of your particular creed, color, whatever, you're going to look at the situation. One person might be like, damn, they keep killing black people. But then you're going to have that other person that be like, well, what did he do? Yeah, it's always me. And I always get called racist for asking what they do. No, but I I don't think, no, you're never racist for asking what a person does. Yeah. But uh, you got a lot of people, and I, I feel like even more so now, right? Like, the black community tends to get fucked up because we don't have leaders anymore for the most part. So we don't look at shit logically. We don't have the high level of intelligence leading us. So we're just going to attach ourselves to anything that seems like we're getting hurt and we'll defend fucked up people. Well, I mean, anytime that, the, someone tries to be a leader in the black community, they get called a coon yeah. or an Oreo. Yeah, and, and, and it gets so deep into that. We, we don't even yeah. need to get into that specifically, but I, I, I'm with you because when we see like, yo, damn, another one, I feel you there, but I tend to be quiet with a lot of this type of shit because one, I don't know the details. I don't know, like, and I will admit, I'm not going to act like I research it, but my whole big thing is I don't know how to properly research. I like to speak with people who do their research and they, they feel confident about it. I like to have conversations and ask questions because I realize how misleading a lot of the shit could be. Like, uh, one of my homies, Caleb, yeah, Caleb, he was supposed to be here today. He's the type that will sit at home and just article to article, news station mm-hmm. to news station, get details, find out different stories. He'll see uh, a main narrative being put, and then he'll be like, yo, that's actually bullshit because this is what happened, and this is this interview. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll bring that up. He thinks. Right, exactly. Excellent. A, a, a lot of people don't think. They just, they, they might hear some shit and ride along with it. So we need to get to a point where we focus on the specifics opposed to the generality. Specifically, this person did X, Y, and Z. Generally, it's just another black person that died. 